This is a headgum podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <laughs> if I were you, show, show, show at gmail.com. Yeah, if I were you, yeah, to tell the truth If I were either one of you two dirty Jews I'd grab a noose, find a Starbucks Load a tall grown event, he's still to fall off A fall off like your career's mid When he got fired from CH, quote-unquote, quit Yeah, that's right, time to advise a bitch Kick him a raven's nest, quote-unquote, bitch Here's one for the pigs yeah, I'm just wondering, yeah, my fingers will never linger As long as there's a woman out there with similar features As my mama, sitting on the podcast Trying to fuck me finally, this long last Yo, you do you, man, you give me a hand, man You give me a hand, man As if it asked me, mama, hungry, shit, fan, man Where the trench Gender prostitute go out though for real though. I'm sad. Man. Game Boy, but it's you who's getting played. A keyword search for a mere toy, Diva Roach face. Oh shit, there's only one result. I'm the Game Boy, and it's fucking sellout. Getting Nature Box crumbs on his me on D's. Getting iTunes ready, selling head gum teas. Be the first to charge a free podcast feed. With this quality degrees, we'll be charged with this. Just search, dude. Yeah. We should do some hearts and crafts. Huh? We're gonna two failed comedians make a podcast. Oh. People made advice. They can just ask, and we can use the helpful question too. What I fucking ask? Oh, nice. Yo, I've given more advice than a. Uh... One minute diss track that these two guys have given to the whole podcast career. Time to catch up. It's if I were you. Whoa. <laughs> Was that nasty to us? <laughs> is, it, is it still a diss track if I liked it? <laughs> is it still a diss track if he raps so fast I can't understand it? <laughs> yeah. I bet that's the problem with Eminem if he's like dissing people and he's going so fast. It's like, whoa, slow down. You're too good. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. I just said something really, really mean and clever. <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch it. I heard it you by. rhyme something with my name, but that's pretty <laughs> neat, Em. <laughs> Damn, Marshall. <laughs> I didn't know you knew me. Why does this guy have such post-nasal drip? I have a pretty bad cold, Marshall. Goddamn, Eminem. You really fucking railed into me. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> what? what do you have against me? I'm just a freaking accountant. <laughs> but fuck, I appreciate it. I'm just a sick accountant, man. Game respects game, man. You're the goat. I love you, Marshall. No, he's a surfer. <laughs> Uh, if you want to plug something for me, you can check out my slightly inactive sketch comedy YouTube channel, F Plus Cinema. There you have it. Boom. It's funny, F Plus. Can you get an F Plus? You never heard about an F Plus or a, a no, D Plus. One, well, you hear, I've, I've gotten D Plus. What's a D Plus? Like it's a, a high 68. D. <laughs> like a 68%? Yeah, you bitch. How <laughs> are you, Matt? Because <laughs> that was a lot of my grades there. D, D Plus? plus? Could you get a D minus? Yeah, 62. 
<laughs> At that point, just give me an F, a D minus. Well, That's no, because that D is still a passing grade. You could still. At my school, C minus and above was passing. D was not. Really? Yeah. No, D definitely. was like F's ugly cousin. Well, I think in my school, if you got enough D's, it wasn't passing, but you could get you could skate by with a D or two. You know what happened once at my high school? And let me know if this ever happened to you. There was this huge biology project. Like we had to do this seventy-page report, and it took all semester. It's just a lot of research, a lot of this, a lot of that, charts, graphs, everything. At the end of the semester, you hand in the seventy-page report. My friend procrastinated so much that he straight up didn't do it. That's insane. <laughs> Did you ever procrastinate so much and just not do something? Uh, no, not of that magnitude. Yeah, I want. He must have. He got an F. He must have at least gotten a D minus. Yeah, <laughs> I remember doing the opposite of like no homework, but I did the big paper and that like evened it out. Oh, like I, I know this the... is worth seventy percent of my grade, so I won't do anything else. Yeah, I think I always got the big assignments done. It was the tiny little ones along the way. That's beautiful. Sure. Um, all right. Well. Thank you to uh, Jordan Holmes is who it is. Jordan Holmes Gracias, wrote that diss track. Uh, he's in Vancouver, so maybe we'll go visit him soon as part of our crisscross Canada trip. Yeah. Uh, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the interweb hosted by me. And me. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. Uh, this is a Labor Day episode. A Labor of Love Day episode. Very nice. Monday, September 4th, 2017. Uh, what are your Labor Day plans? Um, I'm going to go to Santa Barbara. Boring. Fuck you. I'm going to Tijuana. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to friggin' Shanghai. I was kidding. How's that for boring? <laughs> you piece of shit. Santa Barbara was fine. It was nice. Uh, that's a really cool place to be. Really? I was just, <laughs> yeah, I was just joking about it. Because I, I could also go to Tokyo. <laughs> no, you don't have to do anything. I was so. even maybe going to go to Mumbai. <laughs> if that piques your interest. Uh, it's Saturday. Is that one interesting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all interesting. It just, it's just... How about little... Nova friggin' Scotia? <laughs> that one's a little less so. Really? <laughs> Damn, Marshall. <laughs> How do you know about, like, where I grew up and shit? <laughs> the private school shit was on point. <laughs> Can I get a Kleenex, man, by the way? Damn, that was fucking sick, dude. <laughs> I need a fucking Sudafed, bro. <laughs> How do you know I went to private school? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a CEO's son, and, like, the CEO paid Eminem... $11 million to write a diss track. Right, to rap. Well, he just paid him to write the track, and then Eminem was like such a shady dick. Oh, that that's he's good. Like, he just wrote a diss track. He's like, give me the $11 million. Yeah, I tore your son a new one. Did you ever see The Defiant Ones on HBO, the four-part documentary on Jimmy no, Iovine and Dr. Dre? I'm still trying to get through uh, the season of Ballers. Mm. So Yeah, I, I would stop Ballers and start really? The Defiant Well, I am ones. caught up now, so I'll... <laughs> yeah. But it's, one, it's great, and two, there's a lot of stuff about Eminem's first time meeting Dr. Dre and, like, video of them. Like, wow. Dr. Dre is like, hey, uh, Marshall, see if you can rap over this. And I was like, and then it's Eminem just being like, hi, my name is, like, basically coming up with it on the spot. That's crazy. Yeah, and that was, like, his first huge hit. And it was basically him, like, hearing it for the first time and freestyling. That's why it, like, doesn't really make a lot of sense. Wow. Do you like violence? He freestyled that? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> uh, all right. So these are questions that you found, correct? Me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, questions. These are Jake-approved questions that I've never heard before. Wow. wow. <gasps> so here we go. Uh, let's call this first guy um, Dre. 
There is a celebrity that I would like to talk to and befriend. They currently don't have the username they want on Instagram. I talked to the dude who owns it, and they want $3,000 for it. I can make the money shooting weddings as a photographer. How do you book your first wedding as a photographer? I, <laughs> the idea being I get the username, DM them, and then we talk. Because they would never answer me otherwise. Is this an okay thing to do? Celebs are just people. Love, Dre. Do you understand what he's thinking? So he wants to, there's a celebrity, let's call her like Natasha Bedingfield. Wow. And he's like, oh, that girl doesn't own her name on Instagram. Right. She wants it. She is expressed to somebody. Like, I wish I had Natasha Bedingfield instead of Natasha Bedingfield 1. Right. So then this guy DMs Natasha Bedingfield on Instagram, and it's some dude who wants $3,000 for it. Yeah. So he thinks he can make that money shooting weddings as a Mm -hmm. photographer. So he's a photographer. He's like, I'll shoot a couple weddings. I'll get the 3K. Right. I'll buy the Instagram name from this dude, and I'll gift it to the celebrity, yeah. who will have to, at the very least, thank me for it and ideally maybe befriend me or take me out to dinner. Right. Um, the question is, how do you book your first wedding as a photographer? Well, I think a larger question is, do you feel like this is, a, is, an, a, is an actual way in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would work. You think they would become friends? Mm, mm-mm. I think it would, it would, at the very least, the celebrity would talk to you. It would if, owe you something. What if they're getting so many DMs? <laughs> um, yeah, the hard part would be reaching that person to begin with. But if you can actually convince them that you now own. Uh, maybe maybe if they get the, the username and then DM them from that username. Like, hey, it's me. I'm at Natasha Benningfield. Right. I'll fucking give you the name. S- Name a price. A cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, think that's like, you're not, I don't think you're going to be friends with the celebrity. uh, Yeah, but don't you think the celebrity at the very least talked? He said he would like to talk to and befriend. I think this would get him to talk to you. Right. Maybe talk to. Yeah. Depending on the size of the celebrity. Like maybe Natasha Benningfield, whose name I know, but I don't know who she is. Right, I guess that's possible. It yeah. probably depends on the size. But if it's like a Taylor Swift, you're not reaching T Swift. Yeah, she has a she has a team that's gonna pay the three k. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's true. This celebrity won't even pay three thousand dollars for their name. I, w- I definitely am very curious to know who the celeb is. We'll find out. Um, have you started looking into wedding photographers? Do you understand how this whole world works? Or are you not there yet? Uh, I vaguely. You're in, you you first. You have to get the venue. Yeah. As far as I know, wedding planning is about the big things first, and then you get smaller and smaller and smaller. Right, because right now you have the whole entire world, or in my case, the Northeast. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, and then once you have the location, everything else falls into place. Because the date. You're not gonna, yeah, the date, because people they have certain dates available. Then you yeah. got the date and the location, oh. and then you find out, oh, these vendors work at this location, or these people are close to New York, so right. you can work with those. Then yeah. you start choosing the vendor, then you start choosing the food, then you start choosing the hashtag. Then you start choosing the hats. <laughs> then you start choosing the milk and cookies they give out at 1 a.m., and everyone says, these are pretty cute, man. Where'd you fucking get that almond milk, dude? I'm doing, like, friggin', <laughs> friggin'. Eb, dude, you gotta try these fucking snickerdoodles, dude. <laughs> I swear, Marshall, you're going to fucking go ham on these. No way, Marshall. <laughs> Have you ever had a crumpet before, dude? I went to England last week with my dad. <laughs> Whoa, Marshall, you bumped into me, man. <laughs> you're fucking macing me, dude. 
<laughs> Dude, Eminem, you should get little fucking M&Ms with your name on it. <laughs> I have an idea, man. <laughs> Do you still live in Detroit? <laughs> does he? Do you think he does? Check this one out. Because I'm just Marshall Bathers. <laughs> just a regular guy. Doesn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> So I could do backup, Slim. <laughs> I feel like I'm a fucking stand to you. Um, so you don't know how much wedding photographers go for, or how they get started? Uh, we no, we got we're getting different quotes. So far, it's like maybe two thousand to eight thousand, or something like that. Yeah, but it, it, I bet it's about starting small. You do stuff for free, then you get a portfolio, yeah, yeah, you then you start charging more, points. and then you start charging more and more depending on how good you are. It's funny. He's like. I need advice on talking to this celebrity, but, like, he also wants advice on starting a small business. <laughs> yeah. So, and, like, I don't think that it's necessarily going to pan out, like, you befriending a celeb, but maybe you could be a successful wedding photographer, and yeah. that'd be fine. 3K a wedding. That's a pretty solid weekly gig. If you Is this get celeb it. married? Maybe you could shoot their wedding someday. Holy shit. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's call this guy... Um, Eminem, Marshall. Marshall writes, I've been dating my girlfriend for eight months. Our relationship has been amazing. And it goes without saying that she is an absolute smoke show. However, there is one thing. My girlfriend has an IUD, which for those of you who don't know, is a form of birth control that is over 99.9% effective. Because of this, my girlfriend lets me go to town raw. However, she still makes me pull out, despite the fact that there's no difference in the chance of her getting pregnant if I were to just bust inside her. The few times she let me, she freaks out and is convinced she is pregnant even after getting her period numerous times, which doesn't make sense at all. My question is, how do I convince my girlfriend to let me shower the inside of her ham wallet more often? Alternatively, am I being too casual about this whole thing? Really wouldn't want to have to shut out the dough for an abortion. Thanks, Marshall. Thoughts? Um... I was on the guy's side until he said, shower the inside of her ham wallet more often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he made it so I couldn't root for him anymore. Yeah. Re- there was a po- more polite way to write this question that would make me a little bit more sympathetic. Right. But it seems like he's just a, a crass dude who doesn't deserve to shower the inside of any ham wallet for now. I think he made an off, off-color joke at the end. But he lost me before that. Mm. I feel like I understand the desire to ejaculate in someone mm-hmm. because nothing in the world feels better than that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's 100% her call. Yeah, but why do you think she has the IUD to begin with? Because she's like extra layer worried of about pregnancy. So she's like, we need that 99.9%. And then also in addition to that. Yeah. Maybe a condom, maybe a pull-out, maybe a whatever. I guess, like, IUD combined with pulling out, as long as he pulls out accurately, is more effective, right? You're a math person. If it's 99.9% effective in an IUD and 98% effective <laughs> when you pull out. Right. Then it's like even it's like one in a thousand times two in a thousand, which is like two in a hundred thousand. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think you can convince someone to shower the inside of her ham wallet more Especially often. Especially not like that. Um, cr- alternatively, am I being too casual about this whole thing? Is he being cash or is he being business casual about it? 
I feel like he's wearing jeans instead of Dockers for sure. Oh, so he's a little bit too cash about this whole thing. But at thing. the same time, some some people are casual about this kind of thing. Um, You're have you ever been have you been casual about it? Uh, I try to stay safe, but I haven't had too many um, or I haven't had any like legit pregnancy scares. Right. Like no missed periods. I've had several. Mm-hmm. And I'm casual as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't be more casual. I'm wearing um, board shorts and a tank top. I often am. I'm so casual. Yeah. I think at this point your girlfriend probably knows what you what your deepest desires are. Yeah. But I think you cannot like continually ask and plead and beg and yeah. manipulate to get there. You just you just kinda have to like You've expressed what you wanted. Like, I like having sex with you no matter what. Yeah. It feels best for me when I come inside you. And I did all this research about <laughs> IUDs, and it doesn't seem yeah. like it's that scary. Maybe I mean, I haven't done a lot of research on them. So, I mean, the, the, the show difference her what is... you find, but then also just you have to be like, she's the judge, jury, and executioner here. Yeah, it's like the risk on her end is becoming pregnant, which is all on her. She's carrying a baby. And then the difference on your end is whether you get to nut inside her ham wallet or come somewhere else. Yeah, buy yourself a fleshlight. That's cheaper than an abortion. He also said, I'm not going to, like, I don't want to really pay for an abortion. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So if you're not willing to (laughs) deal with any of the, any of, like, the bad outcomes, you shouldn't really enjoy the good. Yeah, he wants all the reward and none of the risk. Fair. You don't get that, unfortunately. Not in life. Not not in relationships. Not in Trump's America. Hoorah. All right, this one's from a lady. We'll call her Stevie Nicks, who's also part of the documentary, The Defiant Ones. Why? Uh, Because Jimmy Iovine worked with everybody, including Stevie Nicks. Neat. Uh, She writes, I'm a young lady residing in her early 20s. I've been dating this guy who I have now been official with for a couple months. He's a bit older than me, seven years to be exact, and he is definitely more seasoned in the bedroom than myself in particular areas. (gasps) Huh? He's previously mentioned to me that he's been experimental with butt plugs in the past, and he's even shown me some of his collection. This isn't my first rodeo, as one of my ex-boyfriends had come out to me previously. However, I'm now up in the air if my current partner is expressing that he wants me to get brown and down in the bedroom, or if he's just showing off his trophies, since he had mentioned it uh, had been a while since he stuck one up there. Although I've never done anything like this before, I'm pretty open to tickling his tootsie. What do you think? Should I catch him off guard in the bedroom? Perhaps an element of surprise is what I need to shake things up. Jesus. Thanks again. <laughs> I forgot BS. About that part. <laughs> Come to Toronto. Another Canadian listener wants to be part of the Criss Cross Canada tour. You definitely don't surprise someone with a butt plug, right? Uh, oh, no. I think she wants to surprise him with a uh, tickling his tootsie. Yeah. I don't know if you like surprise anybody by t- just going right for the asshole. Yeah, but do you think she should have a talk about it, or does that make it less sexy? Um, I think there's probably a sexy way to talk about it while you're down there, you know, breathlessly being like, do you want to get one of your butt plugs? Yeah. Again, this is another butt plug question, and I'm always a little confused about the primary uh, reasoning for a butt plug. Is it a sex toy? Is it a, a, a in-between sex thing? Is it a self-pleasure thing? Uh, yeah. Regardless of what it is, I feel like if you show someone a butt plug collection, yeah, 
a collection. He's, yeah, she, she, that's, she said he showed me his collection of yeah. butt plugs. <laughs> and she thinks he's passively into butt plugs. Yeah. That was him dipping his toe. Yeah. <laughs> zero, like, zero butt plugs is being passively into them. One yeah. is being really into them. And the collection means you're in the, in the top 1%. Yeah, he loves butt plugs. That's right. I wanted to tell this person. Um, so what do you think? Should I catch him off guard? I guess he probably won't be caught off guard because he is anxiously awaiting something going in his ass. <laughs> uh, one of his or one of her own? Uh, he probably he probably has a favorite. Mm. So when she's like, so when she sticks something up there, he'll he won't be like, ooh, what was that? He'll be like, finally, <laughs> it is time. Uh, Shower me in anus plugs. Do you have you ever seen a butt plug IRL in the wild? I don't know if I've ever seen. No, I don't think I have. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I've seen one in like a store. Of course, I think I've seen one as. I've never seen one as not a joke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, should I catch him off guard? I don't know. There's a lot of questions on my end that I'd be afraid to go for it. But maybe he's into that. Maybe she should catch him off guard. How about da? Perhaps I, an element of surprise. I mean, yeah, you could you could explore butt stuff without like needing to have a conversation and go straight to the plug. Like, oh, that's while you're, true. While you're hooking up, you can just like tickle his butt with your finger. That's what she means by tickle is whatever she hoo ha. Tickling his tootsie. Tickling his tootsie. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Maybe she can dip her toes in. Literally. Yeah. So what she does is get her little pinky toe. Jesus. Up towards her hand and then dips the pinky toe in his ass. That's right. In what position <laughs> is he? He is a downward dog. He's downward dogging. Yeah, so his elbows and wrists are on the on the bed, and so are his knees and toes. Oh, so that's child's pose. Okay, so he's in a child's pose, and she's... Uh, standing above him? Yeah, standing above or sitting down next to him, and then she's lifting up her leg, oh, and I then see. sort of trying to separate the rest of her toes from the pinky. Yeah. Because so the pinky like is the smallest little nubbin. I would wonder why she needs to do the pinky toe and not just the pinky finger. Oh, and then just go one knuckle deep? Yeah. I think because the pinky toe... they make a butt, plug, a butt plug the size of a tic-tac? <laughs> a suppository of sorts? Yeah, I think you're just supposed to use tic-tacs. That's cool. Yeah, an anal tic-tac. That's nice. Yeah. I really think she should dip her pinky toe in his asshole. I know that's what you think. <laughs> And I'll tell you why, because the nail is less involved in the toe. Really? Yeah, you got a pinky nail, right? And that sort of goes all the way up to the end of the, the rounded flesh bulb at the top of your pinky. Right. But you got a pinky toe. It's it's like a little seal where it's, it seems like more of it's a tadpole. More, more toe. Yeah, and then right, you got a little my, sliver of a nail on the toe. My pinky toe is like, it's kind of calloused and triangular yeah you're like, tell your, what are your toes like let me see your toe man no i don't want to i don't need to show let you let me my see toe. your toe i don't want to show can you can i see your nipple all right here's my toes wow <laughs> what <There's> <laughs> the way, pinky's the longest one so there's on your right foot there's way too many yeah and on your left seven, foot there's way too few two. i'm counting three toes on yeah three toes on the left yeah. and right foot has nine yeah so i have 12 total which is in the acceptable range it's yeah, just not distributed evenly Man, oh, no, the toe goes up. There's another mm -hmm. toe on your ankle and then one on your knee. <laughs> yeah. All right. so, yeah, that's why my nickname in high school was Tony. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good, Tony. <laughs>
Tokamani. All right. Let's Let's take a break right now. Thank you for your sponsors. And we'll be back with more Tony after this. Marshall, dude, you fucking rule, bad. Big ups. And we're back. hey We got a few smaller questions about Hurricane Harvey, which reminded us to talk about Hurricane Harvey relief. Yes. Uh, how are you relieving Hurricane uh, Harvey victims? Yeah, I heard uh, Red Cross is the way to do it. Really? Because I hear lots of different things. It's like, no, don't do Red Cross. Do like smaller shelters that will, you know, give the money more directly. And then some people are like, too. no, actually give to Red Cross because Red Cross is there and giving relief. Right. Um, Even though Red Cross did some shady stuff before, they are still the best at the triage that is needed immediately. They have the best infrastructure. Right. And then which one is if you text, it goes to them. So they have like a an easier way to donate. Yeah. Text I mean, just to Google Red and Cross. find out the right one for you. Yeah, it's 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 hard with charity, but the important thing is that we all give something. It's funny that like people ch- – is this a thing that people talk about, but like charity shaming? Oh, like, oh, you gave to that charity? Right. Like, I did something, you fuck. Yeah. Why, why am I in trouble for that? You really should be Googling the local the local charities. Yeah. New York Times has a whole article. There's local organizations, the Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund being the easiest one to memorize. Oh, and then the American Red Cross is accepting donations. If you text Harvey to 90999, that donates $10. And I think it's from your phone plan, so it's... You know, there's a chance you're not even having to pay for that. Yeah, that's like dude. forcing your parents. That's mommy and daddy. That's mommy and daddy cash. Yeah. So why was this bill Let them a little pay high? For Harvey. Yeah, but they they can't get mad at you because you're just donating money to a very important cause, cha-ching, which is ching 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 Hurricane Harvey relief. It's crazy that it's still raining there. Well, at the time of recording, usually these hurricanes come and go. It's still raining. Yeah, it's still raining in Houston. Jesus Christ. Uh. So yeah, donate. If you can. Have you found a place for your wedding? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Top of the Empire State Building. Holy on the fucking shit. needle. That's impossible, right? I don't know. <laughs> How would you get that many people on the needle? Dude, anything for a dime. That's what they say. No, they don't. But what does that mean if they did say that? Anything you have the cash, they can make it happen. Got it. <laughs> you think if I had unlimited funds, I couldn't get married on the Empire State Building needle? Yeah, I think not. I think you couldn't get a trillion dollars. They couldn't make that happen. <laughs> what would they do? How would they put the people on the needle? It seems like it's more of a physical. It would be just 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 me and my fiance. <laughs> but on um, standing we, on one needle. Yeah, we'd crawl. We'd like climb up. I don't know how wide it is, but you you know you clip in. You they make they rig something. They yeah. rig uh, some sort of uh, what is it called? A like scaffolding or something? Yeah, or a ladder. Uh huh. We get up there. There's a tiny little platform, but we're clipped in with carabiners and uh, ropes, so uh-huh. it's nice and safe. <laughs> and then uh, our wedding party is down on the platform below. It's not going to happen. <laughs> You're not going to I'm get just it. saying for unlimited money, it could. <laughs> All right. If I had a billion fucking dollars, you think they would let me do it? All right. Let's get back to the questions. No. <laughs> no, let's not get questions. back. This is the most important question. question. Yeah. Uh, All right. My friend's car got booted. Do you know this, this one? This is a question you're going to like. Mm. All right, let's this call... about cash. Let's call this guy Bruce, as in Bruce Springsteen, who also worked with Jimmy Iovine in the 
and you can hear all about it in the Define ones. Last night I was out to dinner, writes Bruce, with a couple of friends. We split the bill at dinner based on what we had eaten. Later, we were driving around, and my, two, and my friend who was driving in the car decided he wanted to go get cookies from Insomnia Cookies. Uh, we drove to an area of town that I was unfamiliar with, and after briefly looking at street parking, we saw, we saw a parking deck that was attached to a grocery store, and it was free. He said he had parked there before, and we would be fine, so we walked out, got our cookies, and when we got back to his car, uh, when we got back, his car had been booted because the parking was only for the grocery store, and there was a small sign that said people who left the area would be booted. The booting fee is $75, which my friend, the driver, paid all of. Should the rest of us offer to have split the fee with him? He was the one driving and the one who made the decision to park there. And he was the only one of us with a job and income. The rest of us are students. We all equally could have noticed the booting warning, but he was ultimately the one who decided to park there. Does the fact that he's the only one with an income matter at all? Thanks for your help. <gasps> Much love, Bruce. What do you think is the right thing to do there? Uh, uh, it seems like everything is leaning towards this guy paying it all. I can't believe... A car was booted so quickly. Yeah. Usually, like, late night, you can I mean, get away like with, like, an hour of leeway or, like, some, yeah, some warning. Just, like, a boot come on a car. <laughs> that quickly? That's crazy. They have to, that that happens so fast. I think boots take, like, you know, some time to install. A boot, it definitely seems more effective than a ticket because people just wouldn't pay a ticket, right? Yeah, but a boot is also, like, kind of fucked up because it's the opposite of, like, oh, you parked here? Now you ha- now you can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a weird no parking here. Well, you're I'll go. <laughs> well, you put a fucking boot on my car. That's right. Now you can't leave the parking spot. It's kind of like I caught you smoking cigarettes. Now you got to smoke a box. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a weird thing. There's that four different boots on your car. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to park here, now you're here forever. Jokes on you. Uh, so there's a booting fee, which is seventy five dollars to take the boot off your car. Mm-hmm. So, uh. I think this guy was responsible for, not only was his decision to go to Insomnia, it was also his decision to park there. It was also, he has more money than everyone else. So I think it's okay that they didn't, they didn't uh, try to pay. I guess the alternative is you offer and then the guy hopefully says no. Yeah, that's what I think. I think they should have offered. But if it was the other way around where it's like, my friend wants us to pay, I'd be like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but I mean, I would understand that too. But only a little bit, I guess. I guess the right thing to do is to offer. It's funny. I mean, $75 is, in the grand scheme of things, not a lot of money. And people, and like, people have, people will like lose friends over, this is like, I don't know, 20 bucks each or something like that? Yeah. Well, if you have a job, $75 is less than if you're a student and you don't have a job. Even if you're a student, isn't tw- like $20 not that much money? Yeah, but they, who knows how much they, money they go you to have. Insomnia Cookies and out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, so you have some money for cookies, but you don't have some money to help your friend out who got a ticket. Why do you or think? A boot? Why do you think he mentioned the split the bill at dinner based on what we had eaten? I guess to show that everybody in this group is cheap as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're not willing to split it four ways. They're they they figure things out down to the dollar. And then there was a booting fee of $75, which my friend, the driver, paid all of. I guess the best part of having a job when I was, like, after after high school and I, like, got a job, it was just not having to, like, worry about splitting everything down to the cent. Right. It's like, oh, it's okay if we all pay 20 bucks instead of, like, you pay seventeen fifty and I'll pay $23. Yeah, and then, like... 
oh, you get this round of drinks, I'll get the next one, and, right. and it'll all even out rather than like, hey, let's each all go buy our own individual drink at this bar. Right. Oy, oy, oy. Um, all right, so you think they should have offered, and then he should have yeah, said no? I, th- I think you guys should have offered. But like, it is, it's interesting if he's not asking. He probably knows he feels that bad it was that it was on him but then he's the person that that drove i feel like you got to you got to give the driver leeway cuz like in that situation anybody could have made that mistake you know like if it's he did it anyone could have done it and if you were in his position wouldn't you want everybody to split the split the burden yeah well is it i don't like rules that require you to do one thing and then the other person to say never mind like the whole if you get your food first, you're supposed to say, oh, I don't want to eat this food. And then your right, friend is supposed to, anything, to say, says, please eat. eat and then, and then, you, then you eat. And then you say, oh, okay. Yeah. Or you can just eat. Unwritten and then, society. Yeah. Uh, so I say, it's fine that you didn't offer to pay because he made all the decisions to get there. But if you want to be extra nice and do the 100% nice thing, you know, there's like good guys in the world. He's a good guy. I feel like the he's a good guy guy would have offered Right. So do you want to be a normal guy or do you want to be a good guy? That's the, I guess that's the question. Do you want to be a nobleman? Yeah. Or, or do you a wanna... shitsman? <laughs> I don't think it's shits. I think it's normal. Fineman. Yeah, a fineman. He's a fine man. But I wouldn't say, oh, he's the nicest guy. Oh, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. I would say he's all right. Mm-hmm. He's not like the kind of guy that actively seeks out, oh, I hear you're moving. Can I help you move? Rather than like waiting for somebody to ask him, for he's help. like the guy that's like, "Oh, can you help me move this weekend?" He's like, "I'm out of town," and you're like, "Well, I can move next weekend too." He's like, "Oh, all right, I guess I'm caught." Sure, yeah, that kind of, that <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. So he's not mean, but at the same time, he's not actively trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you should read the next <laughs> question because it's a similar tone. <laughs> you don't even know what the next it's a question bit more is. More of a villain. I think I do. <laughs> you sent me like nine. Wow. Which one are you thinking of? Concert one. Oh, okay. Um, a concert cash quandary. That's not it. Really? No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a more specific concert one. Oh, this one's concert from a lady. Credit quandary. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, Gwen Stefani. That's not who I was thinking of, but wow. he also worked with her. Cool. All right, Gwen Stefani writes. Uh, 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 uh. Hi, I'm a 19-year-old female, and I'm about, uh, about a month ago, my friend asked me to go to a concert with her, but the tickets cost $180. I'm a full-time college student, and I do have a part-time job as an aide in special needs classrooms, but the minimum wage I get is used for rent and groceries. I just can't afford to shell out all that money on one concert ticket, so I said I couldn't go with her. Cut to about two days before the concert, she said she bought two tickets herself and couldn't find anyone to go with, and again asked if I could go. I said I still couldn't pay for it, but uh, but this time she said it was fine not to worry about it. She just wanted someone to go with. So I said yes, and when we went, I did pay for her to fill up her gas tank. I paid for parking, and I paid for her dinner after the show to at least compensate at least some of the money. However, the next day she texted me and asked me to pay for her full uh, pay for her in full for the ticket, even though she originally told me not to worry about it. I asked her if we could work out a compromise and I could pay for half because I paid for gas and parking, but no, she wants the full 180. 
I wouldn't have gone with her if I knew I was going to have to pay that amount. I even said no when she originally asked me. Not only do I not have this money at the moment, but even when I do save up enough, I kind of feel like I don't owe it to her. If I didn't go to the concert, her money and extra ticket would have gone to waste. Should I just cave and pay for the ticket? What would you do? Thanks. Love, Gwen Stefani. She's getting extorted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the, I want to follow up pup from this question so bad. I'm I want to so ask curious. I want to talk to the girl that paid and be like, "So, what's your side of the story?" This is our other podcast where we should like it would be much more highly produced, but where we get the whole the full scope. Yeah, know? because this this doesn't make sense unless the quote-unquote friend is this nefarious enemy woman. Like there's <laughs> no way you trick someone into but paying $180 if you're an actual friend. What what could she possibly say that would make us be like Oh, shit. You're right. It is more complicated. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe she never asked her originally. Maybe. I don't know. It seems like one of this stuff either has to be a lie or the other person has to be just completely bad Insane. and mean. Uh, $180 concert ticket. That's a Gwen Stefani thing. <laughs> That's a lot of money. 180 bucks for a concert. Um, yeah, you don't owe her any money. Don't cave and pay for the ticket, at the very least. You're getting extorted. Yeah, I mean, it's that's completely insane. Especially, I mean, this girl's going to come out on top if you pay her for the ticket and for the the parking, the gas, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to pay for more of this concert as, as a guest. Say you should, um, she should not get $180 from her. She, you should donate it to, the, to Hurricane Harvey Relief. Yeah, that's right. Text 90999 times. That's right. To, whatever it was. Yeah, text Harvey to 90999 and then 18 times. Um, it's not even $180 for two tickets. It's $180 per ticket. Unless her friend is extorting her even further. <laughs> ticket was six bucks. <laughs> Face value. It was a small, intimate venue. Uh, all right, let's yeah, see if her friend wanted the, the ticket money, she could have just like sold it on StubHub. Yeah, and gone alone. But alas. Um, all right, last question. Mm-hmm. Worst choice for a best man. Ooh, writes, relevant to me. Writes Easy E. I lived with my best friend from high school for the, la- for the first three years of college. We did everything together. Then he started dating my girlfriend's best friend. Perfect, right? Yeah, no. All of a sudden, they stopped talking to either of us, never hung out with anyone else, and even moved out on me in secret. Seriously, I came home from work one night, went to turn the lamp on, and it, as well as all of his stuff, was gone. We stopped talking altogether, and he ended up getting deployed. I learned he got engaged, and halfway through, he came back to the States for a family funeral that he asked me to be a pallbearer for, which I did. We reconnected over the weekend, and he asked me to be his best man, which I reluctantly said yes to, despite the past year. A month ago, I was included in a group text asking if we were still planning to be part of the wedding. Mind you, this is the first I've heard from him since the funeral and first learning the date of the wedding, which was in two weeks. I straight up said in a text that I wasn't going to go. At this point, I have also moved out of state for work. Was this a dick move on my part? Or do I have a good enough argument against going if I ever see him again and it comes up? <laughs> so the timeline is best friend for three years, moves out, spends a year away, invites him to a wedding, doesn't talk to him well, for a year. Well, first he's invited to a funeral. <laughs> invites him to a funeral. He says, will you be my best man? Then he doesn't hear from this guy for a year. And then two weeks before the wedding is like, oh, are you still down to be my best man? And this guy's like, no, I'm not going to your wedding. I haven't heard anything from you. Yeah. Yeah, I hate the uh, 
let's make a plan so much in the future. And then like, there's no follow up for like a month and a half. And it's like, we still on for tonight. Like, I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't remember this plan. He didn't follow up at all. Did he not get an invitation? He just got like an oral invitation. Maybe he, I wonder, you you should like re-examine if any of the uh, miscommunication is on you. Mm. Because sometimes that happens, right? Like people are like, I haven't heard from them in a year. Like, and and I didn't reach out to them either. <laughs> but the problem is this guy, his friend moved in with his l- lover and then they got married. That's, I think that's such a funny detail. Yeah, that like, he just left in the middle of the night. Like, cover of night. Yeah, so that hopefully nobody finds out. But then he didn't make any new friends. So like his best man idea is the same guy from college because... For the last year, he hasn't met anybody else. It's just his lady. Which is weird because he got deployed. Like, don't you make your best friends at war? Oh, yeah. Why don't Brothers you ask at arms? One, yeah, why don't you ask one of your soldier buddies? Uh, but then to go from best man to not going to the wedding, that's a gut punch two weeks <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> so are you still on to be the most important part? I mean, when you say, I think when you say you're going to be the best man, that's like a pretty firm commitment. Yeah, but then he didn't hear anything. Or maybe he did, but he didn't notice. At this point, I've also moved out of state. Uh, this is a tough situation. <laughs> Although he already did it. He just wants to know if it was a dick move. Right. It's over. The wedding happened. <laughs> no, this actually, this is a very recent question. So the wedding has not happened yet. Oh, okay. So is it a dick move? I think it's a little bit of a dick move. I, yeah. If you're, if you're driving distance to this wedding, I think you should go. But what if it's like? If it's an expensive flight, then fuck it. Really? Even though he said he'd be the best man? I mean... If you, I, I guess, if it if it's really gonna put you out, like if you were gonna spend cash that you don't have, I don't think you have to do it. I straight up said in a text that I wasn't going to go. It's definitely said like, all right, ring bearer, officiant, and best man all canceled on our asses, Cheryl. We have to elope, babe. We really shouldn't have alienated ourselves in the dead of night. I shouldn't have taken the lamp without talking to fucking Easy E. I've been noticing as I'm, like, forming my wedding, like, uh, our guest list and stuff, um, like, weddings are either a time for you to reconnect with old friends, like, I can reach out to people that I haven't seen in a while and, like, invite them and it'll be very, very nice and we'll get drinks and dinners, like, throughout this next year, or I can not invite them and that closes the chapter <laughs> on our friendship forever. Yeah. Not only that, but you hope to God they don't reach out to you in the next year because then it's really weird. I mean, keeping people at arm's length like, when I see them and I haven't seen them in a while and they're like, oh, congrats on your engagement. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> don't get any ideas. <laughs> I'm not planning anything about a wedding. <laughs> don't make me rank you. It's a small service. <laughs> it is a weird part of the wedding. It's part that I don't look forward to in getting married. It's like, all right, you got married. Who are your top four friends in order? Let's start now and then your top 80 other friends and then cut off somebody. At a certain point, Everything's someone will have to get ranking, offended. Because then it even comes down to like the seating placements. <laughs> like, Did you get right, the good well, table? This person got the, got the invite, but we're putting them in a corner. Right, exactly. So it's like, awesome. Congratulations on deciding to get married. Um, rank everyone in your life. Top 200, starting from the number one, going all the way down. Don't forget, you're going to have to tell your parents that they can't invite some of their best friends. (laughs) Oh, and your fiance's parents. You have to tell them that they can't invite people because you want to bring this friend. Uh Uh-huh. And then all the planning is like, uh, I I sort of can't go to bat for anything that I want because uh, somebody else is paying for all of it. (laughs) So, in theory, they should be making so the like, entire guest list. I want mini list. cheeseburgers. And they're like, we really want hot dogs. I'm like, that makes 
make sense? <laughs> You're the boss. You're the boss of me. Uh, or you could just spend your entire life savings on one part of yourself. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's the price of a down payment. Yeah, would you rather have a house or an awesome wedding? House. <laughs> <laughs> but so many people kind of make that decision in the opposite way. The crazy thing is like looking at looking at like wedding albums uh, and like after looking at how much certain venues cost, like I looked at the White Hotel in Brooklyn and found out it's like $100,000. Yeah. And then I see like these wedding albums of people at the White Hotel and I'm like, you guys are rich as hell. Yeah. Like, holy shit. You guys have 100K to burn. I guess a lot of the people that do do those expensive weddings be like, don't worry, we can also afford a fucking house. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are choosing between like $100,000 wedding or $100,000 down payment. Right. But it's got to be so, it's got to be some people that do that. I guess so. Like if you only have a little bit more than that. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it. We're out of time. Thanks for listening. Boom. Labor Day. Hopefully you're listening on Labor Day. <laughs> but if you waited a whole day, that's fine too. Um, we appreciate it. Thanks for writing in. If you have your own questions, it's if I were you show at gmail.com. Your own theme songs. We're running low on theme songs. If you've been sitting on one, now's the time to send it in. Odds are we will listen to it. Odds are we will play it, if it's good enough, of course. Like this one from Nikia Camp. This is a great song, but it was a little more low-key, so I thought I would play it at the end of the episode. Love it. Uh, Nikia, Nikia, yeah, uh, has a SoundCloud uh, page, Nikia Camp, and a Facebook page, Nikia Camp Music. Uh, so thanks, Nikia Camp. Thanks to Jordan Holmes for writing that opening diss track. We appreciate it, dude. You're the fucking man, man. <laughs> thanks, Marshall. Uh, and if you <laughs> have your own theme songs, the email address is all the same. If I you show at gmail.com. Ta-da. We'll be back next week. Enjoy this holiday week day. Bye. I've got some questions. Could you answer them? Got a problem, could you please help me out? I've got a quandary and I think you might be the ones to see me through. Cause chicken here, gonna help you out. You've got knowledge, finished college, well, my cheek, but it's another story. I'm sorry to see now the midnight fire you show at gmail.com. They'll dedicate their time. That was a HeadGum Podcast.